Welcome in everyone to another fantastic episode of Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We are joined by a fabulous artist. The playwright and performer Mayrav Zur is joining us to talk about her new work, Inconceivable, which is currently being shopped around and you'll be able to catch it very soon and we'll give you the details on where. But this is an incredible show, a wonderful story and one you're going to want to see. So why don't we go ahead and have the better person to talk about it join us, our guest today, Mayrav. Mayrav, welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to have you here to be talking about your new work, Inconceivable. Why don't we start off by having you tell us a little bit about what your show is about? Oh, sure. Well, in short, uh, Inconceivable is the short form. The full complete title is Inconceivable, the totally true one woman semi-fertile quasi-musical. Oh, when musical is in quotes. And that's basically it. It's an autobiographical solo comedy about infertility. And what a important subject matter to be just to, sh- to be sharing right now. I mean, you know, it's yeah. I feel like it's one of those conversations that people think are had more often or dealt with more often, but they really aren't until it's that moment. And then we all look around and we're like, "What do we do?" You know. Yeah. No one talks about it. I think actually in the in the past, you know, most recently in the past few years, people have been a bit more open about it and you know than they used to. And still people don't talk about it enough and people don't open up about it enough because I don't know, maybe it's you know, it's still a a women's topic, women's health topic, and many of those topics are very hushed now, you know, as they've been for years. Even though with infertility, clearly it's not just a woman's issue, but it's still something that is not openly talked about. There's still bits about it that that people feel ashamed of for some reason. It's just kind of like how it's how it's been. And I, I think and I hope we're slowly evolving away from that, but it's still it's still in the taboo stage, I think. I think, yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree with all of that. Now, where did you exactly come up with the idea to put this show, this quote musical together? You know, I've been doing theater for many years and many of those years in parallel, I was experiencing infertility, but I wasn't telling anything about it to anyone. I was keeping it like a secret because, I mean, it sounds, you know, weird, but but I was, I, I kept it to myself. I made my husband not talk about it with anyone. It just felt like I didn't want you know, anyone to kind of, you know, worry about me or pity me or get into my business or whatever. And it's already something so raw and, you know, personal and private and, and it's already so much attached to it that I just didn't want anyone else involved with it, I guess. And then I just kind of sucked into this vortex of not telling anyone and and it became, well, I can't tell I can't, uh, you know, it, it became this whole thing. And that's what was happening for many years. And then at some point, I just, I, I don't know, I don't know why, but my husband and I, we experienced yet another miscarriage. And this one was kind of like a, I guess, a, a, a bigger one in ways than other ones. It was more, it was just crazy. And afterwards, I was like, why am I not telling my friends about it or my close friends or family? Like, 
maybe I should. And so then I kind of like was finally, I guess, felt ready to talk about it. But then I was in a position of, well, how do I do it? Because this whole time I didn't say anything. So what am I going to do? Am I going to like take out each one of my friends on like a coffee and tell each individual one so that they're all on the same page? Like, like, what do I do now? So then, and I didn't even know how I would even do that. Like, I don't want to get into this, you know, sob story and, and, you know, I don't want, I, I don't know what to do. And then it just clicked. It was like, Oh, theater, comedy, I could do that. And that's what I did. I just literally created a group text with some of my close friends. I said, come over on this date to my house for, I think I called it like cookies and hormones or something like that. And they're awesome. And they indulged me and they, you know, obviously, you know, that's what I do. They're like, oh, she's probably doing another theater thing. Yeah, you know, we'll come, you know, and they didn't know what they were coming to, of course. But yeah, they came to my house and they sat in my living room like I set it up kind of like a little you know theater and I sat in front of them and basically performed to them what I had been experiencing for the last you know oh so many years but I didn't do it like I'm telling you now like a story I did it through you know silly songs and using weird props and funny characters and things like that and and that was it I really thought that was just going to be you know my one night of just okay, here we are. And we don't have to, you know, talk about it again, or we can, but we're okay now. I mean, I literally, you know, I went to the door when it was done, opened it and waited for everyone to file out. And, you know, we're we're good. And they wouldn't leave. And I was like, what's happening? Because they, it, it, it brought up so much in them too. And like all these stories about them. And then I was like, found myself standing there, looking at everything from the side going, how are we a group of friends and didn't know all these little details about each other? Like, why didn't we ever feel compelled to share that with each other? How many other groups of people don't share? You know, and then that got me thinking. And, and of course they were like, oh my God, you have to make this one of your shows that you make. And I'm like, you know, no one else is going to care because you're my friends, you know, whatever. But what, what, person is going to go and pay for ticket, go to theater to see some strange woman. They don't know, talk about her vagina and reproductive issues, you know, like no one's going to care about that, but they were like, no, you have to do it. So that's kind of how it started. That is absolutely incredible. And first of all, I'm so sorry for what you've had to go through. That's That's, yeah. Thank you. It's okay. (laughs) But I commend you for what you've done I guess because of it, because one thing I will say is there is a incredible power in using humor to talk about very serious and powerful things. It allows people to let their guard down and be more susceptible to it. So I love that you literally have taken this subject that nobody really knows what to do with it. You know, when you, when you hear things like that, you're like, what do I, you know, you, you literally put it where you're like, yeah. I had to go for like a cookies or hormone party. Like, I didn't know how yeah. my friends or taking a coffee. Yeah. You're like I'm going to just use humor. It's going to diffuse the room. It's going to yep. let the bar down. Then I can tell them this and that's going to let them be more open to maybe asking questions, starting a discussion. And that's how growth happens. So I commend yeah. you for essentially turning your pain into power and into art. That's incredible. Seriously. Thank you. <laughs> I do want to ask, I mean, this is such a personal story, yeah. personal journey. What has it been like developing it? It was, it was strange because again, I went from just you know, that one night 
I developed it. And, and even when I developed it, I said, I'm, I'm working on a one night only event. I was sure it was going to be a one night only event because again, you know, how successful could it be? How many people would want to see this thing? How many people want to even listen to this topic? So working on it, I was working on that. So I had that kind of like one goal. It was okay. But yeah, of course it was kind of cathartic yet weird yet, you know, vulnerable yet funny. Yet it was everything. Cause you have to kind of like, you know, dig up in these, very loaded memories and, and, and feelings and, and, and PTSD and stuff that's still, you know, like you have to really kind of, you know, stir in that and that's, you know, not comfortable, but it's, you know, it, it provides for a lot of humor and material, of course. So yeah, I worked about, I worked on it for a long time and, and yeah. And then when I, when I, I premiered it, I premiered it back in 2017 and it was beyond what I expected in terms of feedback. And that's how I've been performing it since, because it's just, I think people just relate to it so much because even if you have no clue what infertility is, you know, someone that's going through it just statistically, even if you don't know, even if they haven't told you. So that fact that, you know, something about someone that you don't even know, they know, you know, and <laughs> like, you know. It's like, oh, and it just, it's even bigger than that. It just makes people kind of more tolerant to the fact of, you know, like what we, what theater is great with doing, just like kind of making you aware that everyone has a load, everyone's doing something, everyone's going through something and to be kind of more tolerant about that. Yes. God, I am loving this conversation. (laughs) So let me ask you, what is the message or thought that you hope audiences will take away from this show? I think mainly that, you know, every person is an entire world in a sense, you know, every person has their own, you know, baggage and background and issues and fears and hopes and, you know, things that they're dealing with. And I think that if you realize that it's just, I think, easier to kind of be like, you know, even navigate conversations and friendships and, and meeting people and just, just plain, like how you said it, just plain being human toward each other and, and, and kind and understanding because, you know, it's, it's that human quality that we're all so different and so alike at the same time. So it's, we have to kind of understand that. And I guess remind ourselves that every now and then so that we don't get into, you know, unnecessary, you know, prejudgments or arguments or, you know, conflict of any sort. And I think that that's, that's what I, I mean, I, I don't think I intended it for it, for the show to be this big, you know, thing, but for me, it's like, first and foremost, I want people to come out a bit more, you know, light. Like I, I like that, you know, it makes them laugh, makes them happy. That's the first thing. But, but the fact that they could come away with that and being like, oh, I get it. Okay. They're, they're, other people and you know it's not just you know me it's not just what I'm because you you're you're living in yourself so it's very easy to kind of get wrapped up with your own you know stuff but to understand that other people are going through stuff is is a, a big thing I think again the power of theater does that and that's what I love so I love that let me ask you my last question for this first part which is who do you hope have access to inconceivable everyone 
everyone really i i i have this funny little blurb about the show that it's you know for everyone who's ever for anyone who's ever tried to conceive and for everyone else <laughs> because <laughs> it's because it's really like i think everyone i guess maybe not like small children not intended for them obviously but i think everyone from adolescence and and beyond i think it's an important you know thing to say that they could just understand and get some you know about someone else even if they're not going through it they may never go through it but still you know I want to switch things up here for our second half. I want to start by asking you what or who inspires you? What playwrights, composers, or shows have inspired you in the past or are even some of your favorites? Speaking in terms of theater, musicals are just my favorite. I think just because of the sheer fact that in real life, people don't burst into song about things but I think they should. So that, just that makes it all the better. So I know some people, you know, they're not musical genre fans, but for me, like, I love it. I just think it's cool to have that, you know, option. If you can't have it in real life, you can watch it. And I just, I love that. So those, and I think I've, I don't know. I don't have a favorite. I like, I like, I think all of them. Musicals are like, you know, my thing. Um, and comedy, of course, that's, I love that. I love the, the art of it. I love the, the reason for it. I love it all. So I love that. We're, I'm with you there. Musicals are my jam. I love plays. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, it's a good musical. So, and kind of going along those lines, have you seen any great theater lately you might be able to recommend to our listeners? I have not seen anything that recently came out I have you know we were speaking a little bit before about you know recent productions that I have on my list to to see like the new ones that I I haven't seen yet but yeah I think you know I I really think whenever I I go into a musical I mean plays too but musicals especially I'm just excited because I'm like I know I'm gonna like this (laughs) it's like one of those things you walk in you're like I know I'm gonna have fun even though I have no clue what's gonna happen now I you know so it's that's exciting I love that. What is your favorite part about working in the theater? My favorite part is that indescribable part. It's that part that has no, like, you can't define it. It's that theater, theater magic, I guess is the only way to say it. It's like little moments where everything is like, kind of like, I guess, in sync or aligned or whatever you have, like the the story and the performance and the audience and you're all there at the same time, you know, on this statement or a laugh or, or, or a motion or a, a movement or a sound where you're all like in this moment together. And it's, you know, a bunch of people experiencing that and that same few seconds. It's, I love that that's that and I can't even define I can't even explain it to you I hope you know what I mean but it's like it's this thing it's like right 
you can't even explain it. And I think that's also what I love about it because it's inexplicable and you can't have it anywhere else. You don't have that when you have, when you're in a movie theater, you don't have that when you're on a roller coaster, you don't have that. It's just, it's only in, in like a theater situation. So that I love that part. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. That leads me to ask you my favorite question to ask guests, which is what is your favorite theater memory? Oh, wow. I have many. I don't think I have one particular one. I think just that, like what we just talked about now, I think those little moments of, you know, that magic that happens when it's like you're with another, let's say another, you know, co-actor and you're in it and there's that, that spark or when you, you're with, you know, the audience either one member or the whole audience. And there's that spark, whether you're on stage or in the audience, like when you have that little spark connection, those are the, those are the parts that I are most memorable to me. And, you know, I, I I remember them in different, you know, different productions and different instances. And that that's the best. I love that. Absolutely love that. Yes. You, you, we have to get you out here and you have to come to theater with me. Yes. I, I, I yeah. to sit we, down and talk about like, what did you see? What did you, did you get Yes. yes. Oh my we God. We have to see something and then analyze it together. Yes. Done. <laughs> On behalf of Sage Whisper, you are hired. We will send you your tickets. <laughs> done. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Do you have any projects or productions coming on the pipeline that we might be able to plug for you? Well, I'm currently, you know, kind of shop around this show. I've, again, I've been performing it for several years. Obviously the pandemic times were crazy and, and virtual and not and weird, (laughs) but you know, now I'm kind of getting back to it. So yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to get the word out on this show because again, I think beyond the fact that it's, fun and funny it's important so i i think that i want to have as many people see it as possible uh, just you know for the the well-being of humanity and yeah and i have a, a a few other projects that they're they're kind of you know they're project ideas and projects in the works but very early stages so i shall be back to tell you about them <laughs> i love that and we can't wait to have you back on our show to talk about all these projects And speaking of all these projects, if our listeners maybe would like more information about Inconceivable or about you and your many projects, maybe they'd like to reach out to you. How can they do so? Best way is probably online through my website, which is www.mayravzer.com, M-E-I-R-A-V-Z-U-R.com, or social media. I'm more active on Inconceivable uh, uh, profiles, which are on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, it's inconceivable show in one word. And yeah, I'm very responsive. I love when people, you know, reach out and and connect. I, I love that. I think that's the, the, the best part of the show is that I've gotten to meet all these people and hear all of their stories that are kind of related to this. And, and I love that. So that is amazing. Well, Mayor, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today and for sharing just all that you shared today. This is an incredible show. You are an incredible artist and this has been an absolute blast. I I wish this was like the first installment in like 
a 30 part series because I could talk to you all day. <laughs> this has been wonderful. So Same. thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. My guest today has been the amazing playwright and performer, Mayrav Zur, whose show Inconceivable is currently being shopped around. So stay tuned. You'll be able to catch it very soon. She's also got a few other projects in the fire that will be coming out very soon. And you can stay tuned to us for that information or head on over to Mayrav's website, mayravzur.com, or check her out on Instagram, Twitter or any other social medias at Inconceivable Show. She's very responsive there, and you can get all the information about this incredible show. We're going to be putting all this information in our episode description as well as on our social media post. But if you love this conversation, and I got to be honest, who doesn't? You got to check out the show Inconceivable. It's incredible. It's by an amazing artist. Don't miss out on it. If you're looking to produce a great show, a very powerful and timely show, this is the one. This is a great conversation that should be had and one that I think a lot of people are yearning to talk about. So make sure you check out Inconceivable by Mayrav Zur. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. Two friends from old New York town met in a foreign land. One sang the praises of Cape. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you. And the lights of old Broadway.